a lot of people, when the work starts getting hard, they kind of like veer off to the side, but like the self-made people, they keep on coming, they keep on going. Hey, what's up, man? What's happening? Nothing much. Just at home, chilling. Hey, where's home? Uh, Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee. Wait, 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 uh, help me. Which is which major city is the nearest? Nashville, outside Nashville. of Nashville. Yeah. That's you. You were born there, no? Uh, yeah, I was born in Georgia, but I've lived here most of my life. So, so. so you're, you're back. You've been in uh, lockdown the whole time there. Yeah, I've been locked down in Tennessee, so I've been out, I've been outside a lot. So. But at home, but with your family and everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. with my family, my mom, sisters, aunts, uncles, all them. So we've been good Sweet. out here. What about so, you? Hold on, Alex. So I'll get it. Hold on. I'll tell you in a second. I want everyone to know. So, Alex, so you know, I, I'm i Brett Barish. I own, uh, hopefully you know a bunch of my brands. Bamboo? Yeah, yeah. I got it right here. Did you know the brand before? I did, actually. My, me and my homeboys drink this all the time. Yeah, it's like, that good. I'm I'm sharing some love to a uh, little okay. Wayne right now. Yep. <laughs> I just hung up with him, and then uh, this is another one of my brands. You know Bel Air. Mm-hmm. So Bel Air, and then this is my newest one that Wiz is all over. Is McQueen? Have you seen this? Yeah, I got this right here. I haven't tr- I haven't tried this yet though. But oh, it's I'm so definitely good. Try it. It's so good. And my past brands. Do you remember Ace of Spades? Mm-hmm. So that's one of mine from, from the past that I sold. And then Doucet, I don't know if you know that one. Yeah. I so you know, you know all my kids. Yeah, I know all of them. <laughs> you know all my kids. So, Alex, my sport is basketball. So you're my okay. biggest – I'm your biggest fan. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So ask me if – you, if you ask me who was my first love in basketball growing up, it's Isaiah Thomas. Okay, bad boys. Pistons, all right. But I, I, I'm old, but I remember he went to St. Joseph's High School in Illinois, and I remember him in Indiana, and he's the reason I wanted to play basketball. Who was yours growing up? Who was your first love? Uh, I, I mean, I loved Shaq growing up. Um, Shaq was one of He was so dominant, dunking on people. Nobody could really stop him. They had to foul him just to stop him. So Shaq was one of my biggest people growing up, for sure. That's the one you have. Do you remember him in college? Yeah, he was nasty in college, especially when he was at LSU. Like he was unguardable. He still is unguardable for real. He's he's just massive. I mean, he's yeah. just so much bigger than everybody else. Yeah, he's by far the biggest human being I've ever seen in person. So I get to do uh, I get to do what we call self made, and it's all about um, uh, doing things on your own. And it all started because of everybody. To me, our brands represent achieving something, and you mm-hmm. want to hold the bottle. You want to show it off. You've done. You've succeeded. So, and I get to talk to everybody from in sports, for example, Deontay Wilder to, uh, uh, I just interviewed uh, uh, Kamaru Usman. Do you know who he is? Uh, Yeah. UFC fighter. He's the world uh, welterweight champion, UFC, which was awesome. He's got a fight coming up July 11th um, to artists like Rick Ross and Post Malone, um, social media people, business people, all about, I, I, I'm a big fan of, of failure to success, of, okay. of get, going from the bottom to the top, of being self-made. What, tell me first, what do you think that means for you? Um, self-made to me is just like making sure you're being successful and handling stuff on your own. You know, people might doubt you, you know what I mean, but you just persevere through things and just grind it out, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people, when the, when the work starts getting hard, they, they kind of like 
veer off to the side, but like the self-made people, they keep on coming, they keep on going. So, did, did, did uh, for basketball for you, because the percentage is going pro or doing anything professionally is so small. Yeah, do you hear, small. Did you hear that a lot? Yeah, I mean, I heard that. I mean, at first, I mean, when I was playing basketball, I was just playing for fun. And then as you get older, you grow up, you get bigger, you get better, and then people start chirping in your ear. You don't have a chance of being a pro. But um, at first, it was just a game. And then once I got a chance to really go pro, like, I actually took it more seriously. It wasn't until then? Yeah, I mean, it was just a game to me. I was just playing for fun. You know what I mean? It's like basketball is fun for me, so, like, I don't think of it as a job. So, that's the that's the good part of my my book. Do, do you think? Do you think? I mean, that's late, right? To to mm-hmm. all of a sudden realize that. Do you wish you'd have realized it earlier, or no? Yeah, I mean, I realized it probably ninth grade of high school. I mean, but you got to think, I was just a a kid in Tennessee growing up, just having fr- having fun with my friends and family, cousins, all that stuff. But when I actually thought I had a chance, you know, I actually took started taking it more seriously. But but around eighth ninth grade is when I started taking it more seriously. D- uh, were, was family supportive of you saying uh, yeah. I want to do this? Yeah, uh, my my, uh, my uncle played basketball. My dad played sports. My mom played sports. I have a twin sister. We all played growing up every every day. You know, so they were real supportive. It was like my biggest fans for real. Do, do you so as an outsider again as an outsider? Um, it's easy for me to say, but in some ways, do you work? Kentucky's amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you regret going to Kentucky? No, nah, I don't regret going to Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky prepared me for, like, like the whole professional basketball. Because basically, like, in college, we were treated like a professional team. So, Cal did a great job of making sure we were ready for the next step. You don't see – there's no value – again, I'm looking at it from a, from an outsider. There's no value – because I always – there's so many great players – Mm-hmm. And there's always just a few great teams, right? And Kentucky's the the pinnacle; they're at the top. Yeah. But like going to a smaller school and just dominating and owning it. Do you, did you ever feel that? Like I I could do this somewhere else and just own this for four years. I mean, you always got that what if. I mean, I feel like my experience in Kentucky was great. You know, I mean, I was there for four years. I mean, it did everything that I mean made me a pro. Um, I mean, it helped me in my professional. So, I mean, I, I don't think I would, I don't regret going to Kentucky. When, uh, whether it was at Kentucky, whether it was even just going to Kentucky or, or, or going pro, what, what was your pinnacle moments? What felt like, Jesus, I've done something? Um, I mean, at Kentucky, when we played in the national title game my sophomore year, that was a big, that was a big, a big step. Like, all right, it's the real deal. And then, you know, Ain't nothing like scoring your first points in the uh, in NBA. My first buck was actually – I actually dunked on somebody for my first – Who was it? For my, uh, Valentunas, I think I dunked on. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no. So, I mean, I, I always remember those memories for sure. Did, um, uh, from the pro side, uh, do, you, do you wish you would have done anything differently in terms of kind of the – uh, the process of going and the process of what team? Um, Probably not, but, I mean, it's always, like, here and there. I mean, you got to be focused. Like, when you get there, you got to make sure you're on your stuff. Uh, you got to grind it out because, I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. So a lot of people get hyped up, like, get mixed up in, like, the party and stuff like that. But really, you really need to be 
working on your craft each and every day. So that's what you really should need to be doing. Like just make sure you handle taking care of business. So when I, I, my dad used to take me to basketball games all the time when, okay. uh, I, I, high school basketball games. He's a huge fan of high school okay. basketball. We used to go all the, I remember watching Doc Rivers play basketball. Okay. And uh, he he's from Illinois, and he was all he was Mr. Basketball, the uh, Illinois Mr. Basketball. But he was like a man among children in the sense of how good he was compared to everybody else. Yeah. Did you feel that way playing high school ball? Oh yeah, for sure. I was by far the biggest on my team. All my boys. I mean, I grew up with them. All my boys. Nobody's taller than six two. If that, you know what I mean. I'm six eight, six nine, so I was by far the biggest in my in my city. By far the biggest, one of the biggest in the state. So like, it was just high school was a lot easier. So like when it, when I got to college, it was it was a lot better because I was actually playing against people my size, just as strong as me, and it actually made me better in the long run. Who who would be who would be your pinnacle? Who's the best forward in the game today? Probably LeBron. I mean, LeBron, you know what I mean? Like, so, he's at the... But, so, what's the the difference in the NBA? And, again, I'm looking at it from a fan, and you're the, mm -hmm. you're close up to it. Yeah. Like, the difference between – forget LeBron for a second, but the difference between you and the guy who's starting for, you know, the the Celtics or the, the Knicks or my Bulls, like, mm -hmm. what's the difference there? I don't think it's I don't think it's that much of a difference. I think a lot of it deals with like each team you got different opportunities, you know what I mean? It's you gotta be able to be in the right situation with the right opportunity. Like you can be on a great team, but you might be behind a couple vets, you might not play. But yeah, you can be on a young team and you actually get to play and showcase your skills and then move on, progress and later in the year. So a lot of it's just by opportunity and, and like going to a team with a coach that trusts you and give you the opportunity to play and give you minutes, really. Who, who, who do you think would best suit your style from a coach in the NBA? Uh, I mean, I could play a lot of different styles. I'm a versatile forward. You know, I could help a lot of teams, versatile forward. You know, I could play inside out. I can guard damn near all positions, you know. But, I mean, I just try to play my role. I mean, I'm just one of them glue guys that you can stick me anywhere you need to be. I just do my job, and you know, I'm just that dependable. What did you think playing in China? Actually, it was cool. It was it was different. Now it was definitely different. It was definitely a culture shock, but I, I enjoyed it for a little bit. I mean, I was there for a couple months, and and you like what we're talking about. You by far one of the biggest people there. Everybody there was tiny, but I mean, China was real good. What what city were you in? I was in Changchun. Changchun, I think. I'm not know. I don't. Chang Chung? Yeah. Chang, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. That's okay. But, no, uh, I lived it was, in, I lived it was in, North I speak China. Chinese and I lived in Asia for five years way back Okay. In the I don't remember no Chinese. I think the only word I remember is ni hao. That's well, the only I'll word. I'll teach you. That, no, ni hao is hello. I'll teach you my yeah. favorite word that I taught all my kids. It's the, it's the funnest word. Okay. Mama hoo hoo. Mama hoo hoo. Yeah, it means like average. Like, how's okay. the food? Mama hoo hoo. It's average. Uh, Maha. Okay, okay, I remember that. <laughs> um, did it help you? Like, did did anything from the basketball side or the culture side help you in terms of you? You know, I, I'm assuming you're striving to get back into the NBA. Yeah, for sure, for sure, hundred percent. Does that experience do you think help you? 
Yeah, because, I mean, you got to look at the positives in every situation. You know, I wanted to go somewhere. I wanted to play a lot of minutes, so I went there. And, you know, I mean, the culture shock was different, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. I mean, it's basketball at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you're in Tennessee, if you're in L.A., China, Greece, Turkey, wherever. It's still basketball. So the game's played the same. It's just played in different areas. So, Do, do, do you think – do you think that uh... – Playing in – what's better for a player, playing in China or playing overseas or playing in the development league with the with the NBA? I mean, it's different for every situation. You know, some people need to develop more, and they might have to be in the G League. But a lot of people – some might be like a four-year, five-year vet. There's no need for them to develop. They're just waiting on the right situation. for. So for them to go overseas and play in Europe or play in China might be a better situation for them because they're just trying to take care of their families and try to showcase their skills. Plus, also financially, I'm assuming it's more as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely more than the G League. Um, you're, now, you're now playing with the Turkish team? Yeah, I was playing last, last year. I mean, our season got canceled. But I, was in, I was in Turkey. I played for Galatasaray. Um, and that experience was cool. I was in Istanbul, which is a great city. Great city. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Um, food was good. Culture was good. Coaches were great. Teammates were great. Um, it's really one of my favorite. It was definitely one of my favorite cities overseas I've ever been to. So, so what's the process for 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 everyone from an outsider looking at you? What's the process for trying to get back into the NBA? Is it someone's just going to reach out and call, or is it you you put, letting people know what you're capable of doing? I mean, I just take it one day at a time. I mean, I let my agents handle all the negotiation and whatnot. But for me personally, I just. I just grind, man. Every day I'm in the gym. Every day I'm working on my craft, make sure I'm staying in shape, conditioning, and normally good things happen to good people. So I just let, I just take care of my work and everything else will figure itself out. Were you in Turkey at the time of lockdown? I was. I actually was during that last, like around March. Yeah, I was. And, and they sent you, you, you basically, you left to come back, to come back home. Yeah, like when our season got canceled or postponed, our coach let us come back. So I was on the first fight out after all that happened. Um, what have you been doing since? Like, how you been handling it? It's been, I mean, I've been locked down in quarantine in Tennessee with my family. I got my, my sisters, my mom, my niece, grandparents. You know what I mean? My dad lives in Georgia, so he's not far. But um, I've really just been hanging out with family and friends. So it's, it's been reminding me of, like, home and like just growing up again you know what i mean because i'm really yeah. just spending every day with them which is when's the last thing. time yeah i'm sure it's a it's a it's it's actually a good thing when's the last yeah. time you had spent this much time at home at home high school at least yeah. at least high school so it's been about eight eight nine years since since i ever just had time just to stay in one spot be at home and just just live a little bit a little bit um what would you be doing if you weren't playing basketball um, not sure. I mean, I'm always been good with numbers, so I'm no, I'm, I'm good with numbers. I'm in the finance stuff a little bit. Actually, I, that's what I went to school for at Kentucky. Um, so probably something with finance or numbers. You know what I mean? I've always thought that was real interesting. So you can come join us afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah. Give me a job, and I'll come when I'm done. We'll, we'll hook you up. Don't worry about it. We'll <laughs> hook you up. That sounds good. So, so if you think about some of the players you played with, for example, even at Kentucky, like uh, mm -hmm. like Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Yeah. The difference between you and him is what degree? 
Uh, I mean, Carl's a great player, but I mean, I know I can I can hold my home hold my own with all of them. I mean, I played with them, played against them, and like I feel like I I personally feel like I belong. I know a lot of people feel like I belong, but like I said earlier, it's all about just getting the right opportunity and in the yeah. right situation. How do you again? And the reason I can relate to that is, and you know, I've it's even difficult for me to say I've ha- I am successful. I'm not good at saying that, mm-hmm. but you got to get there. I mean, you got to work and it's, it's the, it's the right time. It's the right opportunity. It's someone believing in you. It's you believe in yourself. How do you stay motivated? Um, you just, it's the journey, the journey. I mean, you have a goal at the end of the day and you just got to stay motivated with the journey. You take it one day at a time. You got to savor every moment of the journey and just keep it, keep it going. You know what I mean? Like you don't want the end. Like everybody has dreams and aspirations. You don't want to stop your dream halfway short, so you just keep on, keep on pushing until you get there. Was there ever a moment in time, whether high school, college, or pro, that you said, you know what, I'm going to take a pass right now? No, I don't think there's ever a point where I thought about quit, about quitting. There's definitely ups and downs in basketball and a lot of emotions. I mean, I've had a couple of injuries. You know, I, you get down on yourself a little bit, but I never actually felt like, you know what, I'm done stepping away from the game. You know me, I want to play as long as I can. I want to play until, like, at least 30-something. You know what I mean? I just want to play until my body can't handle it or I can't take it no more. So, Who was your team in col- before Kentucky? Who was your college team? College team before Kentucky? I mean, I grew up a lot watching Tennessee when Bruce Pro was there. When Bruce Pro was there, yeah. Yeah, Memphis. When Cal was at Memphis, I, lo- I liked them when they had D-Rose and CDR and all of them. Um I like I like Texas when they had KD and Damian James. So I mean, I had a couple a couple teams growing up. De- De- uh, when Derek was on the Bulls, that was oh, yeah, they could have. Did you think they would have won that year? He they definitely would have. I don't know if they would have won. They definitely would have went to the conference finals for sure. Like for he easily, so, for sure. he was so fast, yeah. so good. I've never, I've really never seen nobody move that fast and jump and and run as fast as he can. He definitely. One of the all-time greats for sure. I saw I saw a game between uh, the Bulls and the Nets. Um, who was on New Jersey? Who was their guard? Uh, came from Utah. On the Nets, on the Nets. Uh, back then, back then. And then he went to Dallas. What the hell's his name? You talking about Jason Kidd? No. Uh, oh, fuck. Anyway, it was like he he just he tore him apart. He just tore him apart, and he was considered one of the best in the in the NBA. He was so yeah, good. He just, he just by far one of the the best players, and he just you got to I mean you got to give credit when he do like he, his prime. He was great. I don't know if he, anybody was close to him in his prime. He was like by far the top dog. Who was your NBA team growing up? Um, I actually liked the Suns when they had Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire, and they had Shaq on there for a little bit. Oh, yeah, people oh. – oh, my homeboy's talking about uh, Darren Williams. Oh, yeah, Darren Williams. Oh, God, yeah. he destroyed him. He destroyed him. <laughs> he destroyed him. It was just – it was amazing. God, that was such a depressing year when he, get, when he got hurt. The Bulls are my yeah. team from Chicago. Okay. They're my team. Uh, did you okay. watch uh, The Last Dance? Yes, I did. Was you, what was your take – what was your takeaway? I didn't know I didn't know a lot of the stuff that happened to Michael Jordan like that, but I just thought it was just a he's definitely one of the all time greats. You know, he he's number one. Like he's up there. He's top two number one. I mean you can have the MJ LeBron bait forever, but 
it's just crazy that he just had that much drive, that much fire, that much fight. You know what I mean? Like, he was really, like, like dragging people, and he had to match his energy for real. Anybody you you have been around that I'm sure doesn't have that much fire, but like that? I don't know. I don't know if I have, I've been around anybody that's been like that on Jordan's level. He was, after watching Last Dance, he was a different breed, like, like a different breed. Like, he was fighting people, calling people out, being mean to people, bullying them. Like, I don't, I don't think personally I've been around nobody that, that intense, but I, I would love to, you know what I mean? Because you got to match their energy and you got to just bring it up. You know what I mean? You got to fight. Is there, is there, I mean, clearly, and it's interesting, it's interesting the way you say it, clearly he was the leader. Is there always yeah. a leader on a team yeah, in basketball? there's always a leader. I mean, you have to have, all the great teams have a leader because you got to have somebody you, you gravitate towards. So um, whether it be a vocal leader or not, like there's always got to be a leader to step up and be the voice of the team, be the heart of the team, and just somebody just plays his passion and tenacity. What's Calipari like? He's cool. He's he yeah. When he's on the when he's on the court, he screams and bitches a lot. But he, I love him. He uh he means well and he like he really looks out for his players and he, he brings the most out of everybody. Who who would be another college coach? The second college coach you'd want to play for after looking back now? <sighs> looking back, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I had a lot of schools recruiting. I had I thought Billy Donovan in Florida was good. Yeah. I liked I liked Bruce Pearl a lot before he got fired at Tennessee. But probably one of those two. He was yeah, go- Pearl was gone by the time you uh you yeah, went to college. Per- yeah, he got he was they were recruiting me for the longest, but then Tennessee Bruce Pearl got fired around my I think going into my junior year. That's when that whole NCAA sanction yeah. came about. So that was right I was like right in the heat of my recruiting, so it's like it was t- tough for me to go there. Who do you think uh, the 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 up and uh, who do you think is the next superstar in the league? For example, take this past year's uh, freshman class. The freshman class, I mean, Zion I guess, or uh, Morant I think, or I think, I think I think Morant's gonna be nice. You know what I mean? I'm not just saying that because the Grizzlies are from Tennessee, but he he's got like a lot of people got it. Like he plays with his tenacity and he. He's got a little swagger to him and everything. Like, I think I think Memphis got a good one with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I I didn't expect that. I mean, he's he's a standout. Yeah, he's, nah, he's a standout. Definitely, he's definitely gonna be a leader on that team for years to come, for sure. So, what what do you th- what what's what do you what do you see that's gonna happen next in the NBA with this whole lockdown? Uh, I mean, they they look like they got the swing of it. Hopefully, everybody stays safe and. You know, I mean, Corona-free and everything, you know, but it looked like they got a plan in place. And, I mean, I think they're going to finish off the season. Um, I Do you think want them a to? Lot of thought. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like playing basketball? I mean, I know there's other issues going on in the world right now. Um, yeah. But I feel like you can, feel like you can always figure out a way to combine the two, you know what I mean, and bring awareness to the issues that are, hand, that are happening at hand. Um so I mean I think I I I want them to just for the fact that from a athlete standpoint and a competitive standpoint I like to watch the games and just like analyze them and whatnot. Do Do you 
I mean, you you didn't grow up with Magic and Bird and well, mm-hmm. even Jordan and them. Do you wa- do you ever watch what they were like or Isaiah? Any of these guys? Oh, YouTube, yeah. I, I watch YouTube videos on them all the time. Isaiah, T Mac, uh, Katina Mobley. Who else is up there? Um, a lot of them older players that I didn't get a chance to watch personally. I actually watched on YouTube. You know, all they got all their highlights on their AI, all of them. Uh, who's who's a player that you were surprised was like who surprises you how good they were? An older player, uh, older player, uh, Larry. Larry, you know when I was in when I was in Indiana, like Larry's in the front office, so he always walk around and he kind of walks with like a little hunch. But you watch his you watch his highlights. He was he was making that, he was making every shot. He was elbowing people like he had a little little feisty to him. I didn't know he had that in him. But he also doesn't. He looks like a. He looks like somebody who would never be good at basketball. That's what's crazy. Never, he, he, but he. He looks six, like he nine, can't move. Can't. He walks slow, but like, like that. I mean, this is Larry. Thirty years from now, but later on, like earlier in the days, he used to be an animal. He used to be a complete animal. Oh God, he was so much fun to watch. He was so much. My my. Uh, my favorite was my growing up was the uh, Iceman. I don't know. If you, uh, uh, George George Gervin. Yeah, he was my yeah, guy. Okay. He was my he was guy. Smooth. He was smooth. He was real smooth. He had a post. I had a poster in my room of him with uh, it was ice and he's dunking. He was just. He was my guy. Okay. See, my all guy. my all, all my posters were LeBron and Kobe and and Shaq. You know I me mean, growing up so. Do you you remember meeting Take Shaq? I'm assuming you've met him at this point. Oh yeah, I met Shaq multiple times. But the first time you met him, what was it like? Like that feeling? Because he's your guy. He, I mean, it was. I mean, I was like a little kid in the candy store, but it, it just like you see how big he is on TV. He's yeah. even bigger in person. Like he, he's like he might, he might be the only person I've ever felt like small around. And then I got big hands. I shook his hand. He he damn near crushed it. Like it, it, like it's, it's different. Like he's he's a cool cat. He's funny to be around. He always cracking jokes. He's a real good dude. How about LeBron? LeBron. I mean, I played. I've actually played against LeBron a couple of times. He's he's another dude that's just strong and gets to his spots and whatnot. So he's another guy that's just tough to guard. And you know what I mean. But when you play against him, you got to let all that emotions and like growing up that you used to love him, love him, all that stuff out the window. You just got to compete against him. Is that hard to do? Is kind of t- you got to turn off like, wow, I'm, I admire this guy. No, I want to kill this guy. No, it's not too hard. I mean, once you step on the court, like your competitive nature takes over, and you just like, all right, I don't want to lose, so I got to do whatever, whatever not to lose. Um, at some point, every athlete's got a competitiveness about them that you got to be like, all right, let's strap them up, let's play. I don't care who you are. Like, we still got to play the game. We still got to go at each other. Very cool. Well, Alex, I wish you all the best. I think uh, uh, again, you're, you're my sport. I I, uh, I was a little bit better than you uh, growing up, <laughs> um, but then I got hurt, and actually, I just started drinking a lot of alcohol, and that's what happened. Oh, okay. I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing in ten years. But, uh, <laughs> but you can always come to me. You got a place to come. Uh, but really, uh, I, I appreciate the time you've given me and. And uh, I think it's amazing. Um, again, it comes back to that concept of self-made, and you're, it's, it's up to you. You're not a team sport. It's an individual, you know, and you got to make everyone else better. 
and uh, I wish you all the best. And uh, uh, I hope I'm sure you're going to get back to the NBA, which is your goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to keep fighting. And then grind. We use the word in my company all the time. We're grinders. That's what we do yeah, every right. day. We're the little guy trying to get bigger. And, yes. and there's there's no way to if you think about it from the perspective of the only way to get there is grinding. Everything else is easy after that. Uh, yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate having me, man. I really had enjoyed this conversation. And if you get to Chicago, let me know, and I'll definitely be in Tennessee because we do fantastic. And uh, let's stay in, in touch, okay? Uh, we will. We will for sure. Thanks, Alex. Take care. All Thanks, right. everybody. Appreciate it.